Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast Season 5. Never forget that to the best of us, protection's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. Enjoy. Yo, so you're about to watch a podcast. I'm on the road. I don't know if I put the best ending on it, but I want to give you a little context. I'm about to jump into this. I'm going to jump into it hard. It's going to be intense. Um, And I'm just going to speak from the heart. And, uh, you know, I dare you to change my mind, right? Uh, Lovely discourse. So, you know, the premise is really there's two types of agents I'm noticing in this game. There's the it would never happen agents. There's the you don't need all that training agents. You know, there's the you don't need all that and and, and because you'll never use it agents. And then there's the other ones that are like, hey, look, I just want to be as advertised. Okay, I want to make sure that no matter what happens, I'm able to perform agents. That's where I that's then that's the side I'm on, you know, because I do have a combat background and I have seen how horrible things can get in the blink of an eye. And I don't have the luxury of running around here being like it would never happen. I've seen stuff happen. Right. And may God strike me if I'm not as prepared as I can be. You can't be prepared for everything if anything happens and I'm not ready, right? Which is a probability, I'm a human, right? So like for, for people to run around in this industry and be like, well, that would never happen. That's unrealistic. I wanna train to, so so this is, this is the probability of what would happen. I wanna train to hear, okay? So that's my mentality because I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if next week your client's gonna say, hey, I wanna go to Tulum you're gonna end up down there and then you're gonna have to deal with some local gang that's doing hood rat things, you know, to, to kidnap or whatever it is, right? Someone in your group, not even your client. And then it's your problem because you're the EP agent, right? You're supposed to know, what do you know? Do you know how to move down there? Do you know what to do in that situation? You know what I mean? I don't know what's gonna happen. Or I don't know if while you're in your cush, luxurious little like EP world life, and your client, you know, goes shopping on Rodeo Drive and comes back to their house and two and four dudes in two cars roll up on you and just simply do a follow home robbery, which is going to happen multiple times today in America. Like civilians need to train for this and they're not driving around uh, uh, Cadillac Escalades and Rolls Royces and Bugattis. Like civilians need to be ready for this stuff. Okay, I'm just not one of those guys. Or the guys that are like, if you need a gun to do protection, you know, if you go to guns, you've done so much wrong. Maybe, because I I, I know what it's like. (laughs) Like maybe, but not always. Sometimes you could just get ambushed, playboy. And what's dangerous about this game is you can sit here and you can do this work for years and nothing can happen. And you can think for a second, you can literally get hypnotized into not being in reality to where you really just think nothing's ever gonna happen. And you can go on details. Listen, there are people around the world that, that, that aren't allowed to carry guns. When you leave this country, 99.9% of the time, you will not be armed, right? Like never, but there are some special circumstances. So they have to do what they have to do. They gotta get super good at all that stuff. And you should be just as good as them. But if you have the opportunity to train for everything and be armed for everything and be physically prepared for everything, why would you not take that? And that's kind of what this podcast is about because I've realized there's two different types of agents. There's the, you'll never use that. You guys train too much. Uh, It's unrealistic guys. And then it's the guys that's like, yeah, cool, bro. I want to be proficient in driving, shooting, medical, uh, emergency management, um, operations planning, uh, actually doing an actual risk assessment, uh, open source intelligence uh, gathering and investigations. Um, all the stuff that really goes into being a legitimate protector. And then there's the other ones that just go to work, go home, usually shaped like pillows and cups of yogurt, and then come to work and tell you about how you don't need to be prepared. Like, that's never gonna happen. If you have to use a gun, you'll, 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 you, you've done a lot wrong. Look, bro, I don't have, I ain't never had no crystal ball. So guess what? Because I'm humble enough, I mean, I, I try to like be humble. I don't know. I don't think I'm that smart. And I also don't think that my planning is so good in a world where all information is for sale all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My back entrance to the hotel is so secret. And my, uh, uh, you know, my service lift is so secret. And my, listen, homie, I just, I want to be ready. You stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. That's my ethos. And I do have time overseas in combat. And so I just, I just can't adhere to a lot of that, but I love you guys. 
Enjoy the podcast. Such an honor. Let's make the industry a better place with legitimate protectors who train to be as advertised if ever they are tested. I love you. Boom. Boom. What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here, Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. It's been a minute since I've just taken some time out with you guys and just kind of hit the flow with you. You know, a lot of times when I do these, I don't really have any idea what I'm actually going to say, you know, so it's always pretty interesting for me, but I just like to tap in with you guys every once in a while and just kind of let you know what's going on in my mind. And this podcast is, and never was uh, designed to be about me, you know, in a lot of ways, I started this podcast because I uh, wanted to find new ways to work, uh, to, to learn, right? New ways to meet those guys out in the industry and get them to actually tell me like the cheat codes, right? Sorry, I am still on detail right now. And of course, those of you who work EP, you know, the second you start doing something is when everyone wants to talk to you. Podcast is supposed to be ways to learn from some of the best. When I started in this industry, you know, it's real quiet, man, you know, and a lot of people don't want to share their trade secrets. And it was always amazing to me. I'm like, we're not in ground branch, guys. Like, it's not the freaking CIA. We're not like, you know, we're not even in the in the Marine Corps, guys. You know what I mean? You know, even we, you know, we had OPSEC and uh, secret clearances and stuff, but, you know, we're doing EP, you know, but for some people, they make an identity out of this. I think, and now here we get into the freestyle part, right? We'll just see what comes out. But I think a lot of people make an identity. They, they A lot of people, if you're not grounded in who you are on a deep level, you're going to make an identity out of something external to you. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't know who you are, if you're not working to create your own ethos and your own contribution, and you're not stripped naked on the altar of progress and the self-assurance that comes from the application of self with a desire to get better at a given thing, right? Like it's really hard for me to be arrogant about shooting when I go to shooting competitions and get my face wrecked by everyone else there and come in like, you know, 70, 80th percentile. You know what I mean? It's real hard to think you're hard. You know, it's real hard to think you're hard when you go to jujitsu and get choked out. And, you know, you do simulated murder multiple times a week and you get choked out multiple times a week and tap multiple times a week. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, you get to survive, you live and you fly at a level that's higher than, you know, those who are not doing these disciplines. But it's really kind of, you know, like the submission to the path of getting better in these endeavors is what keeps you grounded, is what keeps you confident, right? Instead of arrogant, confidence is accurate understanding of capabilities. Arrogance is a protection strategy essentially for your insecurity. It's looking, pretending to be bigger than you are because you don't know who you are because you have not earned because you've not experienced. Really, you don't know because you haven't experienced who you are in a long time. Maybe you used to be a Navy SEAL. You know, you were in the teams. What are you now? You're about 30, 40 pounds overweight, right? Are you still able to keep up with that version of you? That's the question you need to be asking yourself. Confidence comes from experience. Experience with self. I'm getting to something. I'll make this apply to executive protection. And so I look around the industry and sometimes I get uh, scrutiny, you know, I get scrutiny from people, you know, who, uh, let me back this up. So coming back to the identity, right? Um, and guys that do this work, over identifying with the work as if that's what makes them. You know, coming from a place of scarcity because the work is their identity, right? I wrote a book about things along this lines called Finding Meaning After the Military, you know, and it's a survival guide for the transition from uh, the military into the first civilian division, right? 
um, which a lot of my friends did not survive. One of my best friends committed suicide for the, you know, one umpteenth friend committed suicide last month. Uh, and it's always, you know, the guy you don't think it's going to be. But anyways, it's amazing to me how these types, a lot of people over-identify with their work, no matter what their job is. I think it's a very dangerous thing to do in any job, but in our job, especially because it can, you can, there's an arrogance that can slide in to what we do as professional protectors. And in the Marine Corps, they hammered it into us. Complacency kills. Complacency kills. Complacency kills. But in the Marine Corps, we're in combat and we're around a whole bunch of meat eaters, savages. Uh, you know, our level of complacency was is is about 150 steps above most civilians' level of readiness, right? So, and you could catch us when we wasn't ready, we still take a hit and then Kaylee killed you and died next to you, right? Anyways, um, I'm not totally rehabbed yet, right? So we um complacency kills. And so as I move through the industry and I meet people, and you guys remember, you know, the slogan of this podcast is it's more than just a job, it's a lifestyle, right? The Executive Protection Immersion Course is a new approach to training agents on how to operate at the highest levels in the executive protection industry. It's one thing to learn from PowerPoint and to have conversations, but the very premise of this course is to give agents the experience they need to be effective in the field. You'll get access to our online learning platform, and then you'll show up for class, and we will dive straight out into the field for on-the-job training. This is a six-day immersive experience designed to give you the confidence you need to operate at the highest levels in the executive protection industry. You will execute a training battery of multiple executive protection operations under the supervision of some of the best in the industry. This is the course that bridges the gap from the residents to the movement team. This is the course that will give people who do not have the operational experience what they need to be effective in the field. This is the course for veterans in the game to come and see how other elite professionals are executing on executive protection operations. So this is a soft skill centric course, right? This is understanding your operations, how to pull things off. These guys are gonna get feedback from a client after working a client. That's invaluable. A lot of guys go their whole careers without getting feedback from a client, just get fired, right? You're gonna have multiple exposures with clients and you're gonna get in-field critiques. You're gonna be out running details with myself and with the other instructors. When you're done with this course, you won't just have the knowledge, but you'll have the experience to be one of the industry's elite executive protection professionals. This course will give your employers the confidence that you know what you're doing, but most of all, it'll give you the confidence to know how to execute on executive protection operations at the highest levels. This course is part of the golden standard of executive protection training in our industry. It's the first of its kind, and it is absolutely changing the game. Hey uh, that, that like Chevelle or whatever it was that you guys posted just passed. I got it, I got it. You're near the edge. Yeah, I got it. More audibles, man. So, tomorrow you're gonna have two vehicles, okay? But you're still gonna rotate through every position. Do you want me to fall in behind him or stay on our guy? Uh, you can continue to stay on our, our possible threat. Come and join us at the League of Executive Protection Specialists. This is more than just a training course. This is experience. And the best of us know that executive protection is more than just a job. It truly is a lifestyle. And I see these professionals in our industry that are supposed to be respected. We should be getting, we should be respected like doctors, like lawyers. There are things that are really important, you know? There are things that are extremely important that you pay a lot of money to people for. You pay a specialist a lot of money to get right. You pay a doctor a lot of money to, to be good at his job to be staying up on the latest and greatest uh, principles and tactics of doctorness, right? Doctoratry, right? Anyways, you, you, you know, you, you, you pay a lot of money. Shoot, you pay your plumber. You know what I'm saying? Like you pay a lot of money for people to get things right.
And so when I look at what we do, people, there's some discrepancy there. Sometimes they want to pay a lot of money because they know you'll get it right. Sometimes they don't because they don't really respect you. Don't really respect the industry because they've had bad experiences with the industry, right? And what I find is I, as I go through the industry, it's like, how many of us are really putting in the work to be legit protectors? Yeah, I'm gonna ring that bell. How many of us are really putting in the work? Or how many of us are just going to work? It's more than just a job, it's a lifestyle. Maybe you are, you know, used to be special forces. Maybe you were in the sneaky service, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and the secret service, you know, maybe you were federal law enforcement, mother freaking night stock, black ninja operative, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, caped, you know, cloaked assassin, you know, maybe you were, you know, maybe, but I can tell you with every day you get farther away from your last good training session you get more dull, right? I know for a fact you get more dull. You know for a fact you get more dull. Yeah, you did go on 1,800 deployments and you got a, a necklace with with Iraqi and with, with, with enemy ears and stuff on them and stuff like that. I get it, right? But every day you get away from that. And for a lot of you guys, that was close to a decade, if not a decade ago. And a lot of you guys never even went over and did a combat deployment. A lot of you guys never even went to war. You know what I'm saying? So like in my generate, my pedigree of the Marine Corps, you know, like I remember when I got my first, my first dude that came, that, that tried to join my company and he didn't have a combat deployment. I had to call up my boys who was still in. And I was like, yo, this cat says he was in the infantry but he ain't got a single combat deployment. You know, I had to hit my boy Praxidus up. You know, Praxidus, go check out the uh, Urban Valor podcast. Amazing podcast. You'll see Praxidus' interview in there. He's a little, little Filipino dude, look like Rufio. My first squad leader, one of the best Marines I ever served under. Anyways, he was in longer than me. I hit him up. I'm like, yo, this cat ain't got no combat deployments. He's like, dude, that's a thing now. Like, that happens. Like, like our generation was like, you know, it's like we got we had the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, I was like, wow, the world's changed. And so what I'm getting at in, a, in, in the loving and most roundabout way I can is pretenders. And there's a really good podcast by Christian West and Jared Van Dries a while ago, EP Pretenders, you can look it up. And I did a version of it with them. I might be following it up with this one. Pretenders, man. You know what I mean? Like guys that, over identify with 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 the work see i want you to take pride in being a professional protector but i know if you take pride in being a professional protector based on what your lifestyle looks like is this just a job or are you really really trying to be a protector like are you trying to be a juggernaut like are you trying to be a guy who can perform if and when you get tested because i go back to complacency complacency kills and in the Marine Corps, complacency, we knew complacency would kill, but we also knew that like, yo, homie, like within the next couple of weeks, like week, month, we're going to get, we're going to get tested. You're going to get uh, ish checked. Like you're going to get your shields going to, they're going to bang. Like you're going to blow up. You're going to get blown up. You're going to get shot at. Something's going to happen, homie. But see, this is different. This is very different because you can go years in this game without really, really being tried. And if you're already the arrogant type of individual who so thinks he's so hard and thinks he's so gangster, thinks he's so, you know, uh, seeky service, uh, special forces, whatever you think you are, that you can go to work every day for years without training in some type of skill to help you protect your client better. I don't honestly... I think the hard skills are, you have to, they're so perishable, but like at least take some classes in some soft skill stuff, you know, some emergency management planning, some learn how to do an actual risk assessment, learn how to do an actual like uh, advance or something. You know what I'm saying? Like learn uh, verbal deescalate, like, like ninja. Some of y'all are running around here, not even investing in yourselves at all. Don't take my classes. I don't know. Cause I'm black and got tattoos. You can't, I don't know what your deal is, but it's all right there. It's out there in the industry. Take the courses, get the work. You know what I'm saying? Because you go to work every single day without getting better in this game. The battlefield's changing. We got EP details that don't have any layer of digital protection on their whole entire detail. 
Like everyone's running around buck naked digitally. How are people supposed to respect us? Let me let me digress a little bit because I want to I want to I want to drill. I want to drill into this whole like, you know, oh, uh, a, a backhanded compliment we got the other day. You know, I, I mean, I kind of I kind of hammer on the hard skills. So, I mean, I hammer on the hard skills because when you need them, it's like a parachute. All you need is a, when you need a parachute, you need a parachute. You know what I'm saying? And I hear a lot of guys say, like, if you think you need a gun to do EP work, you know, you're crazy. Or like, if you think you need a firearm in order to protect someone, you're wrong. And I get that. And I respect that, you know? I really do. But I wouldn't leave it at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like, I wouldn't leave it at home just to leave it at home. You know what I mean? Like, like if I could have one, you know what I mean? Like, like I probably just have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I just wonder, man. Like, like, I look in the eyes of some of these guys and I'm like, you're a freaking college dude, man. Like, I just, I get it. You know, like, I get it. Like, you can protect someone with systems. You can protect someone with soft skills. You can protect someone with backdoor entrances and 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 service lifts and keeping them underground. And you can protect someone by keeping them out of the face of the public. But if they find you and they attack you, what the heck are you going to do? You can't outsmart everyone all the time. I get it. In some venues, you can't be armed. When you travel internationally, you can't be armed 99% of the time. But if you can be armed, this arrogance in this game, just because it hasn't happened for a long time. Dudes go their whole careers. Shoot, some cops go their whole careers without firing their firearm. That's not the point. Some guys go their whole decade or two in this game without anything happening. Good on them. It doesn't mean that firearms are not valid. And it doesn't mean that if you can have one, just in case it's your day, you should, you should probably just bring it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, uh, I feel like that's a level of complacency. Some people say, if you're sh shooting your firearm, you've messed up, da, da, da. Well, one, you're human. So like the probability that you're going to mess up at some point, it's like there. Like, I don't have to argue with you about that. Like, like Jesus came for imperfect people, homeboy. Like you ain't that good. I'm not that good. You know what I'm saying? So one, you could mess up. Two, nah. They could have just got you like really, really, really good warriors. Sometimes just get, get ambushed. The fact that nothing's happened on your detail for, for one, two, five, 10 years, isn't necessarily a mark of how good you are. It just could mean you haven't been tested yet. It just literally could mean that they just haven't picked you. It just literally could mean like things are slow in the EP game. Like we're not out here fighting and swerving all the time, but there's a difference between warriors that I'm seeing. I'm seeing some that just think they, they want to take that to their credit and be like, yo, you know, we don't need firearms. Uh, we don't da, 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 da. It's like, homie, how do you know, bro? Like you have a high risk, uh, you have a high risk person with you right now and you just don't need them. Like, I just hope that it's just not your day. Like, I just hope that like, the people we know that pose a threat that are legitimate, like cartels and people like that, don't just decide today. Because what are you going to do? Oh, we use the service entrance at the at, at the hotel where that they own, where all the information's bought and paid. We we you know what I mean? Like just stop, just stop, just stop. Get your assets if you can carry. I suggest you carry because I don't have a crystal ball. If you do have a crystal ball and you know nothing's going to happen and you know that you're so good that like absolutely nothing's going to happen, then yes, go ahead. 
I get it. In some countries, you can't. So you just got to do the best you can with what you got. I hundred and I and I know those people, and I study those people, and I learn from those people. But I, I believe it's an extremely arrogant statement to say, you know, like you can protect people. You can one hundred percent, and people do every single day protect people without firearms. But if you can have one, I think it's only wise to have one. The firearms thing has always been interesting to me. You know, like, like I get it if you're in a country where you can't carry, but like, if you can carry, carry, you know, like learn to carry, get the hard skills and the practice behind becoming formidable. It's very simple. In the industry, like I, I also think, you know, I find it interesting um, that people just go to work in this industry and they don't do the work to be formidable. And it happens as, in law enforcement as well. It happens in every industry like this. You know, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, they talk about standardization and, and different things like that in our, in our industry. And, uh, you know, actually before moving to that topic, let me harp on this other thing a little bit more. I got, I remember one of my guys was out there and he was geared up and he was doing his thing and he was in our uniform division. So he's a security operator. Right. And, uh, you know, a guy walks up to him, he's a law enforcement officer, and he says, and hold on, real quick, sorry, you guys, you know, my mentality, my mentality comes from combat. So that's going to create blind spots in me. But it's also gonna, it's a place where not a lot of people get to go and learn from, right. So I think there's value in it. You know what I mean? Like, there's value in every walk of life and every and every, 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 like everyone brings value, you know, you know, as a combat veteran, I do bring a level of, I don't know if it's angst or anxiety uh, or, or a healthy fear uh, and hopefully a humility to um, being a professional protector of knowing what, how bad things can get. I've seen what can happen if you're not prepared. I know what can happen if you're not prepared and if you're arrogant and if you think you're so super dope that nothing's going to happen. I know what can happen. And so um, I just kind of laugh at a lot of these guys, you know, I don't laugh at them, but I just, I'm just worried about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, everything's fine. Like, I'm like, we're clearly, you know, I was doing a joint operation with a team, a reputable team. And I'm like, looking at the situation and I'm like, we're clearly in a dangerous environment, like a known dangerous environment with a known uh, HVI, like high value individual. A lot can happen here, you know? And I'm like, hey, you know, are you guys armed or what's your situation? And it was like, you know, one guy, in the situation was armed and and this is like you know a company that could bring a lot to bear if they wanted to so the only reason they weren't armed was would be a matter of culture co corporate culture and i just you know i think i'm the antithesis to that because i just want to remind the industry don't get so corporate don't get your hands so clean you know where you don't have calluses that you just think that you know you can protect someone with policies. Like we're a no gun zone. You're like we're a gun free zone or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like where we were was not a gun free zone. So, you know, me and my team, we were there to support and we were ready, you know, but I was a little bit disappointed. And I find that agents and teams, the longer it goes without any kind of incident, the farther they get from reality. Reality is like this, okay? Everything's good. Chaos. The Loch Ness Monster of motherfucking chaos is underneath the water at any given moment in time. At any moment in time, an earthquake could break out right now. Your wife can get in a car accident driving your kids. Your mom can have a mother freaking heart attack. At any moment, anything can happen. At any moment, I can have a heart attack right now. 
This is why warriors since the beginning of time, they practice things like Bushido and like life in every breath and being willing to die, being willing to give up your life at any moment for the right reasons. That's a whole nother podcast. Oof. You know, for, fortunately for me, that was kind of always the plan. You know, I planned to be a martyr since I was a young man. It's the greatest honor, right? But now I've realized I have to live for something. There's a war going on. I can't, you know I mean? I've always, you know, we're getting down a rabbit hole, but EP agents, because they live these happy lives, because they live these cush lives in a lot of cases, because maybe they were, you know, law enforcement or federal or whatever it was, but like, they don't have that. They've never seen that Loch Ness monster just come out of nowhere and just underneath the surface and just boom, you know, and like change everything. And it's like, boom, like an IED has gone off. Uh, that's a roadblock up ahead. That's not the cops. You know what I mean? Like they haven't seen that happen yet. So they sit here and they're just like, dude, <laughs> that would never happen, bro. Do you have, do you have a crystal ball, homie? Like just cause it's never happened. It would never happen. Playboy. Listen to me. Every single person that gets shot, killed, raped, and murdered today. That's not even got the risk profile of your client. That's just a normal person, okay? Every single one of them thought it wouldn't happen to them today. That is a nasty, silly villain mindset. Oh, it just wouldn't happen. Oh, this is never gonna happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll never happen. But I get paid to try to plan for that slim probability that it might happen. And I'm not gonna neglect my job and just fluff it off and think, oh, that'll never happen. That ish is gross to me. Like, and you, you know, I just can't, I can't. We're down here unarmed where we're at because it just wouldn't happen. That is the worst type of arrogance in my opinion. Unless you have some type of, unless you've made it so it won't happen, which you can't do <laughs> almost. You've got to be ready for everything. This is warrior 101 stuff. And talk about how, you know, these guys that run around here and talk about how this won't happen and that won't happen. They run around here and they're like, yo, we got a, we got a compliment, a backhanded compliment the other day talking about dude was like, yo, you know, you would BRG, Byron Rodgers, you guys train too much. I was like, we trained too much? I mean, when, when my guy was telling me that this dude said this to me, I was like, we trained too much? And the dude, I guess the dude was like, yeah, you guys train too much. That stuff would never happen. And you, you know, you know, you, you're never going to use even half that training. Homeboy, I hope I never have to use 90% of the training, bro. I hope I never have to use any of the training in the whole entire heart, eight day hard skills intensive. But that's not the point. That was never the point of taking that training. That is not the point of continuing to practice CQB. That is not the point of continuing to go to my shooting competitions, of continuing to hit the gym, of continuing to hit these disciplines and hit the tracks and hit the mats and hit all this stuff. That was never the point. That was never the point. The point is that if the people who hire me and expect me to know these things, the point is for me to be able to deliver, to look them in the eyes every single day they pay me while they inject, you know, a six-figure salary into my life that I water my women and children with. For me to be able to go to work and when I stand on that stage tonight, be able to look over that crowd I know that I may not be the biggest, the baddest, and the best, but I did. I'm doing everything I can to be able to physically and mentally plan and also perform, outperform, outplan the adversary. Because that's what I'm hired to do. And more importantly than that, that is who I am to my core. And so, yes, I hope I never have to use 99% of that training. And yes, if I do have to use any of the hard skills training, it might mean that I failed in some areas, but I am a, I am a human. And I, I, I have a discipline of trying to be humble and I know that I'm fully capable of failing.
That's why I'm in the gym. That's why I'm at the range. That's why I'm practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing. That's why, because I'm hyper aware of how imperfect I am and how dare you people <laughs> go to work every single day in your life. I don't care if you're a cop. I don't care if you're the Marine Corps. I don't care if you're a sneaky service or, or if you're, you're, you're an agent in this industry. How dare you? No, no, no. I'm not going to even come at it from that angle. I'm just going to say, no, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you for going to work to do a job that's going to require you to, that could require you, could require you to be a warrior. And yet you're neglecting the beautiful, and powerful and important disciplines necessary to actually legitimately be a warrior. You, my friend, are a pretender. And I don't know, like, I'm not saying that to the, the team I mentioned. I'm not saying that to any company in particular. I'm not saying that to any individual in particular. I'm saying, look in the mirror. Are you really taking executive protection, private security operations, no matter where you are in the game, seriously? Are you really training? Are you really training to be a your, at least in the 80, 90 percentile of your physical capabilities? I can't, I'm not a 300 pound juggernaut, right? But I can do some things. I, I, I'm a pretty... I'm a very capable 230 pound dude, you know, warrior, very capable. You know, you're 180 pounds, but like, do you know how to move that? Have you, what have you done? Have, have you been faithful with what you've been given? Do you look like you could protect somebody? You know what I'm saying? Do you sell security or are you shaped like a pillow or a cup of yogurt? People act like this ain't important. Homie, I'm here to tell you, your, your career will hit a glass ceiling, okay? The way you look matters in this game. Not because Byron Rogers said so, but because clients say so. I've had clients ask me for Viking dudes, uh, ninja dudes. Uh, I had one of my best buddies who's better at EP than I am, literally better than EP, better agent literally than I literally am, literally go through an interview and had the interviewers look at him and be like, you look like you're pretty good at this, but you're just not hood. You're not hood enough. Literally, this is the game. Clients are looking at you. You need to make their brand look better. You need to be on brand. You need to make their brand. They, they need to feel like when they walk around with you, they feel cool when they walk. They need to walk around with you and be like, this dude makes me look better, right? This dude also makes people think twice. You know, some clients don't want that. Some clients want dudes that are under the radar, like straight up gray men. You know what I mean? Like this dude looks like a nerd that's on brand. But I guarantee you, no matter what their brand is, fitness is very important because you want to know something about fitness. It's a symbol that is extremely difficult to fake. You can't fake fitness, playboy. You know what I'm saying? You're either fit or you're not fit. And, 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 you know, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but in this EP game, playboy, <laughs> Uh, fitness is important. People need to look at you and feel like you can outperform them. Your clients need to look at you and feel safe. It is one of the most powerful forms of communication. The way you physically appear, show up and move around in the world with your physical body, right? Master that. Be diligent with that. Are you living a life? Are you studying some combative uh, style or something, a martial art? that helps you know that you can outperform an enemy in the physical realm, right? Are you doing these things? I'm not shaming you if you start to do them now, but I am saying as another warrior in this game, shame on you. Shame on you. If you take those people's money and you go to work and you think you're hard, because you used to be in the military or you used to be, you used to be, you used to be in the military. You used to be in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, 
the police force. You used to be whatever, or you never were like, like homie, I was in Iraq like over a decade ago, bro. Like I can't flex on that. Shoot. I got out of the military, ran into it, did a shooting competition and realized that I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go to Valhalla. Okay. You know, I, I, I realized, you know, so realized I wasn't going to go to Valhalla if I didn't get my stuff together. Right. So there's so much to be said, man, for, for having a lifestyle. Are you studying any of the online things? You know, like, 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 like Elijah Shaw's got a good app with information. Uh, Christian West has a website with information. Uh, you know, like everyone's got now a website. I can't pass this moment up. Now, mind you, when I came out, online with the first ever i don't care what no one says the first ever ep school online executive protection training day the success package everybody car hit me up talking about you can't teach cats ep online you know what i'm saying now everybody oh i've got my master's though when i dropped the first master's class in the ep game executive protection master's class now everybody's got a master class i just want to take a second i just want to let y'all know y'all go back and look on the websites and see when the pages was launched it's your boy anyways when i launched the first online executive protection education certification program now everybody's doing it you know when i started the when i started this podcast and my homies is hitting me up like b don't do it man no one's gonna talk to you no one's gonna like, like, like they're going to excommunicado you from the industry. I'm like, let them excommunicado me. They don't talk to me anyway. They don't, they don't share nice. You know what I'm saying? These cats, these cats are all too cool for school, man. Like these cats over here acting hard. All they, These cats all harder than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> these cats all like extra, extra, you know, extra, extra cooler backgrounds than me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to start my podcast. God bless them. I'm working. I'm making my money. Now, everybody's got to play. It's like the cool thing to do that. But anyway, God bless them. Anyways, I'm glad. We've come a long way. We've put EP on the map. You know what I'm saying? Legit companies looking at us. I got, you know, legit people hitting me up being like, I want to do this with my life. You know? It's amazing. I thank God for his grace. I thank God that it's worked. Everything I have is because of him. But don't go to work. Now we need to not shame ourselves. We need to be as advertised. When those civilians look at us and they expect us to know everything and they expect us to be MacGyver, we need to be MacGyver. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to be able to perform. I'm trying to go to Valhalla, son. I'm trying to go to Elysium, son. You know what I'm saying? So never forget, you want to do this job with honor. My whole goal was to bring honor, dignity, and respect back to the EP game. Because I saw clients and people not respecting us. And I was like, yo, you really expect me to take a bullet for you? And, and you really expect me to fight off the enemy for you and you're not respecting me with no Ks in it? You know what I'm saying? Put a K in that respect. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, am I respectable? Like, yeah, I think I'm doing all I can to be respectable and to be able to outperform another human and and, and be able to really, really outthink and outmove and all that, you know, and what's the problem? These people are having experiences with other agents that are stupid <laughs> and can't perform and can't think and are fat and overweight and are lethargic and are falling asleep and have no discipline. So they can't follow simple orders or they start following orders and then they get complacent. And then I have to accept the fact that not everyone's as crazy as I am, you know, because I got trauma, you know what I'm saying? And from being in combat, you know, and, and all these normal people, they don't have a reason in the back of their head to be that freaking serious about not getting complacent. I get it. They don't have a reason in the back of, of, of their head, you know, designed to help them not freaking like, it's where they know what can happen if they get ambushed and, and they get chopped up. You know what I mean? Like they don't have that in the back of their head. And so I make this podcast to be like, hey, don't give in to the complacency and arrogance that can really organically. It's like kind of it's very, very organic and natural for this game because nothing happens for a really long time. You do your whole career, nothing happens. But maybe one day something happens. Are you going to be planning for that? Maybe one day. 
And that's the two different types of agents I see in this game. I see those ones that know that there's always a Loch Ness monster of chaos swimming through the crowd as you're standing there on the side of the stage. That Loch Ness monster of chaos is just lurking in the crowd on the side of the, on the road as you drive through that country in your little motorcade that you planned that you think because you planned it, it's safe. You know what I'm saying? As you pull up at the hotel, you know, and you're downstairs in the, you're, you're in the, in the undercover area, you know, and you're, you're, you're going to the elevator and you, you, you're so smart because your plan is so good. Information been on the black market for sale for weeks, playboy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying like, like you're going through the back of the house because you're planning so good. Homie, you better have something to fall back on if the Loch Ness Monster of Chaos decides to come up and check you. Because it happens. It happens. Well, you know, we follow home robbery. That simple. That simple. Follow home robbery. In every major city in the United States, that's happened. The numbers are going up. It doesn't have to be a sophisticated attack. You just might get your tag pulled. And when and if it happens, you better be ready. And the point isn't, I'm not, like I said, I'm not sitting here giving you guys these training opportunities with the hard skills intensive and the immersion course and all the online curriculum that we have to help you be legitimate. I'm not doing this being like, oh, well, yeah, you're going to get in a high speed chase. Like, you know, like I, <laughs> I'm doing this to be like, you better be ready. You better be as advertised. You better be righteous. Righteous, meaning in right standing, in right positioning. A wise steward with the time and the assets you've been given so you can perform on that day as advertised. That's what this podcast is about. I guess that's what was on my mind. And the real ones will. And the ones that are too afraid or arrogant will run around and say, Oh, that'll never happen. And they will really believe and they will really convince themselves and they will really convince themselves that somehow they know that they're planning or that the fact that that will never happen, they'll actually convince themselves of that. And in my opinion, that's a dangerous arrogance. They may, and I hope that in the end they are right, that it never happens. But I want to encourage as many of you who can dig deep and choose to become a better protector. I want to encourage you to do so because it'll do nothing but serve you, help you become a better person, help you be more valuable, the more certifications you get, you become an A-class shooter in USPSA, you're just a better person. You, you run through the belt system in Krav, and BJJ, and Muay Thai, like you just become a better, it's just nothing but improving you, bro. You just get more fit, <laughs> you get more capabilities, you get more confidence, you become better. You know, you go to uh, more classes per year, live. If you want to be a legitimate pr protector, you're going to have to realize that protection is more than just a job, y'all. It really, truly is a lifestyle. And the thing is, I love every single one of you. I just want to see us do the best and be the best we can be. I, that comment rings so good in my head. That compliment slash backhanded compliment. You guys train too much. You'll never use all that. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. You know, spoken like a real non-combatant. Maybe, hopefully we'll never need it, but I'm gonna live my life in such a way that I'm prepared just in case. I really do love you all. Such an honor. Boom, quick shout out to our sponsor, Staccato. My first pistol sponsor. Um, I've been sponsored by a lot of companies, right, over the years, but when it comes to pistol, that's my bread and butter. Pistol is something I believe in. You know, I'm a competitive shooter. You know, we're shooting anywhere from, you know, 800 rounds a month type of thing, right? So Staccato being what I believe is one of, if not the most complete handguns you can put in your hand. Um, it's got every component that a handgun could have, should have. 
Uh, they're actually extremely dependable now that they've made some changes. And these things are straight up tack drivers. If you're looking for a pistol that will do as much of the work for you as a piece of hardware can, obviously you have to have the, the, the marksmanship and all the different things, but different guns perform at different levels. And I wanna say that Staccato is one of by far, for sure, take it from a competitive shooter, we're shooting the highest volumes of rounds constantly right now, not used to have a background guy, but like right now, when you go shoot, you're gonna see certain brands. Staccato is one of, if not the highest performing firearm that is both CCW, duty ready, and also competitive ready. So I wanna give them a shout out if you guys are looking for a good handgun to build your skills on top of, go check out Staccato, much love and respect. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions.